Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Arongo Productions Production. Hello, and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop. Hunter couldn't be here today because he is busy playing SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated and did not want to be disturbed. So we will be your guest hosts. I am Matt, along with Jonah. Say hello, Jonah. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Come on. Like, are we uh, playing smooth jazz at a low volume? <laughs> I decided to do this episode entirely in my Jazz FM radio host voice. Have you ever listened to a Jazz FM station, Jonah? Um, maybe. I've listened to Coffee House. I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> Well, I've listened to a few Jazz FM stations in my day, and every single one of them, it doesn't matter which station it is, and it doesn't matter what city you're in, what part of the world, every single jazz radio host always sounds like their own voice is making them fall asleep. You know what? I, I, I've, I've tried to talk, like I've tried to talk like that, but it's like, I'll, go, I'll be so quiet, I'll get... If I continue to talk like that, I'll, I'll be so quiet, you won't be able to hear me. <laughs> now, I'm saying this as somebody who enjoys jazz music. I enjoy jazz too, too. Yeah. I do. In fact, I would be very good friends with Ryan Gosling's character in La La Land. Because I also respect jazz. But I cannot listen to Jazz FM because the hosts always sound like they're boring themselves to sleep i'm not really going to do that for the whole episode i just wanted to do that bit uh, i was wondering if i was i was going to be like is he is he doing this on purpose <laughs> no jonah i accidentally started talking like a jazz fm radio host i mean usually when we do sometimes when we do bits we we talk about it but that was a surprise motherfucker yeah uh that was a. Uh... That was a surprise bit. Um, I'd like to keep you on your toes. I like being on my toes, so yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Anyway, um, I would ask you how you've been doing, but um, there's too much to get through today, so I'm not going to ask you that, and I'm not going to tell how I'm doing either because we should just get right into some hot takes with extra syrup because, boy, howdy. Was this a busy news week in the pop culture sphere? And most of it is not good. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think, Jonah? Should we start off with the good news, um, the bittersweet news, or the terrible news? Um, let's start off with the bittersweet news because uh, okay. I feel like you need a, you can't start off too bad. You can't start it off okay. on a positive. Okay. Like, bittersweet a... news. Bittersweet news. Um, the Undertaker, WWE legend, has announced that um, he is retired. He For said the it. Seventh time. Well, he's never actually said it. Until they give him that, those big bucks, be like, hey, Undertaker, why don't you come well, wrestle fucking. Uh, he never actually said out loud that he was retired. I guess he did the whole thing where he left his coat and hat in the ring after WrestleMania 33, but he never actually said afterwards that he was retired. 
this is him actually saying that he is done. He has no desire to wrestle again. He wants to spend the rest of his time with his family, his wife, who is very attractive, by the way, and his his daughter. Um, And there's no better way to end his career than the Boneyard match, honestly. So he made the right decision there. Much better ended his career than losing to Roman Reigns. In a I mean, stinker. I mean, how much money do you think it would take for him to get back in the ring? Let's be real. I guess it's possible that he could come back for some of that sweet, sweet Saudi Arabia blood money, but um, I don't know. I feel like he's done. I feel like he really is done. They had a whole five-part, you know, five-episode documentary about him, and this is a guy that never breaks character, doesn't do interviews, and now all of a sudden here he is doing interviews, breaking character, breaking kayfabe having a camera crew follow him around backstage. Like there's no other reason he would agree to that. If not for the fact that he was truly planning on, on calling it quits. So I kind of, I believe it. I watched, I mean, he got very emotional there at the end when he admitted that he, that he was finished. I mean, he doesn't seem like the type of guy, like someone like Ric Flair, where he, he could be 80 and still would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll get in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Is Ric Flair eighty? <laughs> I don't think he's there yet, but he hasn't he hasn't wrestled in a while. He did wrestle after his like WWE retirement, but I, in in TNA. But that was just because he's been divorced so many times. He owed so many women money. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's next, Matt? Okay, well, again, good news or crappy news? I think we should sprinkle in some. Some of that crap dust. Okay, crap dust number one. There has been a COVID-19 outbreak in WWE. Um, three confirmed, but they will not release the actual number. Um, but um, sources say that it, it is at least 10, maybe more. Um, ten, at least 10, you said? At least 10, maybe more, is what the sources say. But WWE themselves will not confirm the number. They haven't said anything. In fact, most of the employees in the company are learning about this on social media. They have not released any internal memo to their employees. Everybody in the company is learning about it the same way we're learning about it. That's fucking so unprofessional. That's, I mean – I expect nothing less from a company run by Vince McMahon. Well, well, I mean, you want to hear something even more professional. Okay, so they have now um, been doing what AEW has been doing. They started putting wrestlers in the crowd. They started putting, you know, like NXT wrestlers in the crowd. And they've also started letting friends and family of the wrestlers in the crew in in the audience's fans. They are not allowing anybody to wear masks. Hmm. That's the company mandate. And... By company, I mean everything goes through one man. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no masks, no masks allowed, no masks allowed for anybody. Um, they put up that stupid plexiglass in between the crowd and the wrestlers, like in the ring. But you know, the wrestlers themselves, like in the crowd, are still close together. And yeah, they're not allowed to wear masks. That's what they said. Um, they said, I don't know if this is a direct quote, but sources have said that. The mandate is no masks. Our fans don't wear masks. If you're going to wear a mask, don't even show up. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get political, but who's Vince McMahon is good friends with a little someone. So, I mean, you expect them to have the same fucking ideologies, stupid ideologies. I need that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, 
to be fair to Vince, I think he, I don't. I think it's just as stupid and irresponsible. I think Donald Trump is who you're referring to. He doesn't want people to wear masks because he doesn't want to admit that there's a problem. Um, Vince McMahon no, probably he doesn't, doesn't want it. He doesn't want to wear masks because um, he tried to make a point, and he doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. He doesn't want to admit that there's a problem. He wants to make it look like the country is perfectly fine. Um, he's a great president. The economy is booming. Um, and I believe his Coping direct family. quote. I believe his direct quote was George Floyd is looking down, saying, "Wow, so many jobs. How great is that?" Okay. Um, politics anyway, for a month. But my point is, I feel like Vince McMahon probably knows that there's a problem, but he probably just doesn't want them wearing masks because he probably just doesn't like the look of an audience of people in masks. I guarantee you that's it. He, he probably just doesn't like the way it would look, um, even though it would look perfectly sane because there have been people in AEW who have chosen to wear masks, referees, yeah. wrestlers in the crowd. Jake the Snake Roberts was at their last pay-per-view in a mask. Can I just say something? And How much extra money could they, could they sell if they had like, re- like, different wrestler branded masks and shit honestly like like they're losing i know they're fucking stupid also okay they're not allowing masks which is probably directly what caused this outbreak and they're um they said that they're um they're you know they're um taking all the precautions necessary and then continuing on with their tapings as usual now i might add that um it along with these COVID-19 cases in that company, they are having Ric Flair appear on television. Old man Ric Flair, who could die from coronavirus and almost died like a year or so ago. They're going to kill Ric Flair. I don't know. He had like, I don't know. He had like heart problems or something. He was in a coma. I mean, he'll definitely be, he's definitely at risk. Of course he's at risk. He's in that, he's in the most at-risk age range and he has prior health problems. If he gets coronavirus, Ric Flair's done for. They're going to kill Ric Flair because they don't want their audience to wear a mask because they think it looks bad. They also listen, don't do real tests. Listen, masks, you might think, protect you from other people, but masks actually protect other people from you. Yeah, and, and that's so, what we all want. We all want to be protected from other people because other people are disgusting. <laughs> that's one thing, but if you yeah. protect other people from yourself, then you'd expect – like I wear a mask every time I go into public because I don't want – I'm not that I have it because there's basically zero percent chance of me going. I don't go out enough to get it. Um, <laughs> I, I've been I know social, you don't I've, I've been self isolating since 1997. I mean, I've been self isolating uh, for the past four months. I mean, I used to go to work on a public train. I mean, I guarantee you, if I still work today, I'd have I've would have had COVID. Yeah, but um, yeah. But they don't even do real tests in WWE. They were they say they tested everybody, but all they were doing was temperature checks at the door and that's it. If you Just pass like the they temperature don't test. If you pass the temperature check, rights. yeah. If you pass the temperature check, you get in, you're in the crowd, you're wrestling, whatever. Right? Like at least AEW, they give their wrestlers, they give their talent, who's ever in the company, who's ever in that building, who's ever at those tapings, they get the actual test. They get a swab that they have to stick into their brain. <laughs> Or however it works. It looks like it goes in your brain. That's a long fucking swab. But like they get a real test. In WWE, you pass a temperature check at the door, boom, you're in. And that's why there's an outbreak. Um, 
three confirmed because they admitted it on social media. They said that they have it. Um, one of whom was Renee Young, wife to one John Moxley, the AEW world champion, who may now, well, I mean, he probably has it too if he's been taking care of his sick wife, who, who now has confirmed that she has it. But even if he doesn't have it, he's going to have to self-quarantine for two weeks. So now his title match at Fighter Fest week two might not even happen. I was looking forward to that match. I was too. Yeah. But uh, regardless of whether you're looking forward to that match, WWE and their negligence has caused a COVID-19 outbreak. Again, they don't want anyone wearing masks, and they were also upset when Roman Reigns decided to go home. I mean, I don't fucking – so he hasn't – I mean, is he getting paid because he's on contract basically, right? Um, he is on contract. I don't know if he's getting paid because I'm pretty sure they're because their wrestlers are considered independent contractors. Mm. So they it's it's pay per appearance. Because I at least in WWE, I, I don't know how the contracts work in AEW, but in WWE, I'm pretty sure it's pay per. At least Braun Strowman said months ago that when he when he doesn't show up, he doesn't get paid. So I don't know if they're they should be paying Roman Reigns. They should be paying everybody that's not appearing. As soon as as soon as the first person. Like the first like te- like in- developmental talent or whoever like in WWE said they have coronavirus. Kevin Owens was like, "I'm fucking out," and he went home. I hope he better be- still be getting paid. But they- he actually went home. They did and said, "No, I'm not doing it. I can't. Like that's enough. That's one." Yeah, yeah. He was last on Raw like two weeks ago or whatever, and then like in between then and now, like this was before like the full on outbreak, but there was one like that said like one talent has coronavirus. And then Kevin Owens was like, okay, I'm going home. I'm not coming back. Cause it, like, which is the smart decision. I mean, that's what I do because I, I, I hear, you hear stories and yeah, I'm in the dem- me and you are in the demographic and I know it's been going on for a while and we don't talk about it during like the podcast and all, but you hear stories and old and young, and it's just not something you want to go through. No. Um, but yeah, I just can't – again, like this – when Roman Reigns decided before WrestleMania that, no, he's he's out. He's staying home. He has you know, pre-existing health conditions. He, he's not risking it. Like they were a little – like I don't want to say that there's heat on him for that decision, but they were a little tick- – they were ticked off. I can see why, but it's the right decision when you look at it. Of course, it's the right decision, but like they're ticked off at him, but they're also making the decision: no, no masks allowed. What other big names? I don't think have, you're allowed uh, to be ticked off. I don't think you're allowed to be ticked off at Roman Reigns. No. If you're not allowing masks. What other names have uh, officially been said that they're not going to wrestle? Like since the outbreak? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who said since the outbreak because Kevin Owens said it like weeks ago before before there was any outbreak. It was just one guy. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens just said, okay, that's it. I'm out. Like one person there got it. Kevin Owens was gone. I don't know who, I don't know if anybody has said they're going home now, um, that there's a full on outbreak, but whatever. Stupid. Okay. Okay. Next piece of news. Next piece of news. Some of that good news. Well, if we sprinkle on the good news now, it's going to be all shit. Okay. So uh, you just want to go with shit. So what? Do we go shit, 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 then yeah, good? Yeah. Or do we go shit, shit, good, shit, no, shit? shit, 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 good. Okay, we'll go all shit, and then we'll end with the okay. good. Okay, next piece of shit. Um, now, 
Okay, here we'll start with the lesser shit. I mean, we can we can uh, add these two together if you really want it. Well, no, I'm gonna start with the lesser shit first, and then and then we'll talk about the the other thing. Um, so, um, the guy who voices Cleveland on Family Guy, mm-hmm. um, and the girl who voices Missy on Big Mouth. Um, now these are white people who voice black characters. They have announced that they'll be stepping down from voicing these characters. And then, um, so now also every uh, white voice actor on The Simpsons who voices a non-white character um, is also being replaced. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this? Because it's, it's a touchy subject, obviously. It, it is a touchy subject. Um, it is a very touchy subject. Um, this is the thing, though. I feel like in, in, this is voice acting, right? Like, it's just the voice. Like, Cleveland's voice wasn't, like, a racist caricature voice. I feel like if you're intentionally being, like, you know, intentionally... Like, I could see your point. I could see, like, maybe you can say, okay, Apu's voice is, like, a racist stereotype voice. Cleveland's voice, there was... There was, you know, Cleveland's voice, he just sounded like a dude, right? It was a good voice. You know what I mean? You know? And, I I mean, I can't even remember who Missy was. The only thing is, like... Um, Nick Kroll playing uh, that dumb blonde, like the popular dumb blonde. Like, oh my god! Yeah. And it's like, if, like, should he, like, should Nick Kroll stop playing women's voices because he's a male? I mean, it's... I don't know. Should Nancy Cartwright stop voicing Bart Simpson? Yeah, honestly. Should all these, like, dubbed anime characters that are I don't know. Does Nancy Cartwright voice Bart? No, no. Who voices Bart? I, I don't know. I know it's it a, is woman. a woman. It's either Nancy. I know. It's a, I don't know. Maybe Nancy Cartwright voices Lisa. Yardley Smith. Yardley Smith voices Bart. Yes. But that's that's besides the point. The point is that no, Yardley Smith voices v- Lisa. Who voices Bart? Okay, it's it's one of those two. But either way, a woman voices Bart. A middle-aged white woman voices Bart Simpson. But it's a black guy voices Samurai Jack. You know what I mean? Like I feel like in voice acting, it's just whoever. Whoever voices, like it's not it. Voice acting is different, and it's when it comes to, it's not like some black guy wasn't good enough to play or black girl wasn't good enough to play this black character, like character's voice. It was just this is who was decided to play this character's voice because they had a voice that added to comedic effect. It's not like super racist. I don't, in my opinion, it's not super racist. If it was a move, if it was live action. Yeah, if it's live yeah, action, that's you don't want to whitewash because that's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want a blackface unless you're Robert Downey Jr. That's true. And um, yeah. and if anybody tries and cancel to cancel Tropic Thunder, that's when I'm gonna have a real problem. You know, um, Cleveland has been on for such a long time, and it's like on Family Guy and Cleveland Show, which was shit. But that's besides the point. It's like the voice is so iconic. You don't associate it with, wow, that's a white guy yeah. doing a black voice. Like I didn't even – I've been a big fan of Family Guy for a long time. I even... Well, that's the thing. Nobody says that Cleveland's voice is a black voice. They just say it's Cleveland's voice. Like I can understand your argument, okay, we should not – you know, like Apu's voice shouldn't be a white guy because it's kind of a, st- a racist stereotype. But like is Cleveland's voice a racist stereotype? I didn't even know Cleveland was voiced by a white guy or a black guy. 
is Dr. Herbert on this? Is, is that a racist stereotype? Like, I don't think so. He's a doctor. Like, is, is Stewie Griffin's voice offensive because he's a baby that talks? Is it weird that he has a British accent and he lives in, like, Massachusetts? Massachusetts, Doc. He lives in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> should, should, um, should a real, does a real Irish guy voice Zane in Borderlands? Yeah. Is, how many times have you looked at a movie and been like, wow, that person's Australian or that person's British when they're doing an American accent? Yeah. It's, you could say you could be like, "Oh, that's that. That has nothing to do thing, with it. Right? It does. It's just different types yeah. of the this whole thing that's going on. It's like you want someone that. It's not like wow, we should hire an American person to to uh, to do that. It's like no, this person did it better. Do you ever see American people in British shit doing British accents? Not a lot of the time because no. British people do it better. Yeah. No, but like, this is my, because, okay, like, voice acting is like, like, again, if you have a white person playing a black character in a live action movie or show, that's a problem, all right? Dressing up as a, as a black person, acting like a black person or an Indian person or an Asian person, you know, blackface or um, whatever Mickey Rooney was doing in Breakfast at Tiffany's, like, that's, that's racist. Right, that's a no-no. Right, casting Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell, like no, that's a no. But like, I feel like voice acting, it's it's a like this is again like like voice acting is 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 where you can have like grown adult women voicing three you know six-year-old girls with superpowers, <laughs> right? You can have, you can, you know, this is where you have talking crabs and, 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 you know, time traveling samurai and, and, you know, misogynistic Elvis impersonators. Before we get and evil gene, evil genius, you know, ginger kids with annoying sisters. Before we get on to the next, uh, next, hot take with extra sphere i just want to say being someone that would love to be a voice actor and like have dreamt of you know being a popular voice actor whether it be in video games movies whatnot it would be such an honor for someone to be like you voice that character imagine seeing the guy that voiced cleveland and being like wow you voice cleveland and it's because it's just the awe that People can use these different voices, and it doesn't matter. I know. It like that's the thing, right? Like again, live action, big no no, big no no. But like a voice is a voice, and unless the voice itself is like a racist stereotype, I I, I don't feel like there's a problem. Like Cleveland to me is not a racist stereotype. There's nothing wrong with his voice that's racist that demands like a black person must play this black mm-hmm. person. You know what I mean? Like someone like a Pooh, I could see, I could see. You want an Indian playing a Pooh. You don't want a white guy doing that voice. That's it's kind of racist, right? Um, but you know, I don't know Cleveland. You know, Missy, Doctor Herbert. You know, all these other characters. Like, maybe we're wrong, and if we're wrong, I'll accept that. If somebody gives me a good, strong argument as to why we're wrong, and and a white person should not voice a black person, even if it's not 
a racist voice. If we're wrong, convince us we're wrong, and I'll I'll, I'll admit to being wrong. <laughs> but I don't I don't feel like it's a problem. Um, but if someone wants to educate me as to why it is, go right ahead. Yeah, we are two um, white males. So yeah, again. If 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 it actually is wrong for a white person to do a non stereotypical um, voice for a, a black cartoon character, tell me why it's wrong. Teach me, teach me, and I'll admit that I was wrong. But I don't feel like it's a problem. Me neither. A poo, I could see. A poo is a problem. Yeah, well, that's racist. A poo is a racist voice and should not be voiced by a white person with that voice. But I feel like characters like Cleveland and Missy and most of the other Simpsons characters, I, to me, that's not racist. There's nothing wrong with their voice. They're just doing a voice. Amen, brother. But again, if we're wrong, somebody, please, please tell us why we're wrong. Give us a lesson. Give us a free Skillshare lesson as to why it is, in fact, racist. But let's move on. More pressing. Um, because I think – I think we're going to move on to something I think everybody can agree is wrong. Um, back to wrestling for a moment. And I guess we can combine both of these because it's the same thing in different industries, both the wrestling industry and the video game industry. Um, and in the game industry, it was mostly streamers, but there were some devs and writers that were also um, accused of sexual assault, harassment, you name it. Um, dozens and dozens of allegations against people in the gaming industry and even more, possibly hundreds in the wrestling industry across the independents, across every major company. I don't want to, I don't want to say that anybody definitely did it or anybody didn't do it. And I don't want to name any names either, just because I don't want to. Yeah, we're not going to name the names because number one, there's too many. If we named all the names, we'd run out of time on the podcast. And, you know, I just don't want to get into all that. But again, I mean, if these guys did do it, um, you know, get their ass out of here. Um, and if they didn't do it and it's false, then shame on the people making false allegations, because when you do that, you're not just ruining someone's career. You're ruining the credibility of every actual real victim mm. and you're a terrible person um a lot of these guys though have like multiple multiple women like coming forward with stories i feel like at a certain point if if, if i feel like at a certain point of like different women saying you like touch them inappropriately or whatever like you probably did it <laughs> and there's no defense right like i know there's one wrestler who i'm not going to name um just because whatever um he's a he's a very famous in on the indies on the independent wrestling scene um he's got a he's kind of a comedy wrestler he's got a certain style of of wrestling um he, he used to do he did a lot of intergender wrestling as well um and he has like at least like like 15 or more women who said something that he who like brought these like i feel like if 15 different women say like you sexually assaulted them don't even try and defend yourself because we all know you did it i mean look who's in charge of a country man yeah well he did it he he admitted he did it he bragged about it <laughs> it's true okay um 
Now to finish off, sprinkle us with some of that good news. Well, hang on. You didn't. You didn't give us your hot take. Well, hot. Did I say I have a hot take? I feel like you did. Uh, I feel like I didn't. I feel like you did. Uh, oh yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember now. You can't think of a single hot take of all these allegations. Oh, of the allegations, I. You know what? There's people do stupid stuff, and some of these allegations that. I know it's, again, this is a touchy subject, and here at Culture Pop, we're not supposed to, we're supposed to get away from all these touchy subjects when it rings. I know, but this is, pre- with, this is with our, pretty big news in, in, in our area of expertise. But my opinion on this sexual harassment stuff is that there's, there's times where this shit is such bullshit, where it's like, oh, he touched me on the shoulder. However... In this situation, no, I've read some of I've read some of these. I have stories. too. Like most of them are, they're not that. They're pretty, pretty fucking gross. Now, if they're true, now I can I can come up with a story, and I know Matt can come up with a story too, and make it detailed and make it sound re- very real. I just hope that if when these women do step forward, they do tell they're telling the truth and not some fucking keep trying to get fame out of fucking you know for other people's like livelihoods yeah it's like i said if uh, again it's like i said i uh, if if the people who are accused of doing these things which are disgusting did it then you know they can go burn in hell and if some of these women are lying, which I'm not saying they are, because they very well could all be telling the truth. But if any of them are lying, um, then they can also go straight to hell. Because again, not only are they ruining a career, ruining a, a person's life, they're also making it that much harder for real victims to be believed. Exactly. And that's an even shittier thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think, yeah, I think all of these, I think all of these allegations should definitely be looked into to see if they're true. Um, I do think you're innocent until proven guilty, but at the same time, I think if you say that someone sexually harassed you or sexually assaulted you, you should be believed and taken seriously until you're discredited. And uh, if you are discredited, if you are discredited, I hope that uh, you rot in hell along with the men who are actually guilty. Okay. Yeah. So basically, um, the gist of it is um, if you sexually harass someone, you're a terrible person, and if you – are a faker and pretending that someone sexually harassed you, you are a terrible person. Um, and if you were sexually harassed, um, that's horrible. And um, I apologize on behalf of all men. I did that apology. Do I have that authority? Um, probably not, huh? but probably not. Yeah. No. I guess I don't have that authority. But um, I wish I did because, no, I don't. Wish I did because men are gross. We're disgusting creatures. Um, 
I guess we're not all, not all of us are like that, but it seems increasingly more and more of us are sexually harassing women. And um, this is a problem. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, the, the gaming community is supposed to be um, the most inclusive community. So is the wrestling community. These are supposed to be two of the best communities to be a part of. And yet it turns out not if you're a woman. I mean, you, uh, have you ever seen uh, Twitch chat when it comes to female streamers? I mean, come on. Uh, this is true. I, I, but that's horrible. It's horrible. Gamers are supposed to stick together no matter what. We're supposed to give each other solace in the fact that we all love to game or we all love wrestling. Wrestling especially. Wrestling is such a niche community. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should all like, you know, if you meet another wrestling fan or if you're together with other wrestling fans, it, it should be great. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do things like that to anybody, but especially in these communities, these communities are not supposed to have any, any of these people. But they do. So, and I don't think that there's a community that doesn't. There are bad apples in every community. I think we should uh, shoot them out of a cannon into space with no helmets so they can't breathe. So if they survive the cannon shot, they'll die in space. Okay. So Matt, (laughs) what we should do, what we should do is we'll have two cannons. We'll have two cannons. Okay. The first cannon will shoot them into space and the second cannon will be placed directly behind them and shoot a giant flaming dildo into their ass midair. Um, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get right to work on that. <laughs> anyway, um, in other news, this may or may not be related to um, to the last one. Uh, Doctor Disrespect is permanently banned from Twitch. No one knows why. Yeah, we'll probably update you next week if we get details. Yeah, Twitch Twitch hasn't given any definitive reason other than he broke you know their terms of service or whatever um they've refunded everybody who was a subscriber of his his channel is gone he's been wiped from twitch um he hasn't said anything about it again twitch hasn't said anything definitive other than he broke their terms of service so there were no public sexual uh, assault allegations against him but there i mean i guess there could have been private ones um but it, you know what it could be anything really it could be he could be a gun runner. He could be a, a for all we know, he's fucking uh, El Chapo in disguise. You know, um, this this whole time. I know, I know that we didn't talk about this, but also uh, mixers being bought by Facebook Gaming, or I think that. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, mixer. Uh, no, they're not being bought. Um, they're being absorbed. Microsoft has given Mixer to Facebook Gaming. Yes. <laughs> I thought like, oh, we're not. It's not doing that well. Let's 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 just bring over the biggest streamer, well, the biggest two. Well, it, it wasn't do, it wasn't doing well. It wasn't doing well. It was doing with Ninja and Shroud. It was still doing worse than YouTube and Facebook Gaming. And now they're bringing everyone from Mixer who wants to come over to Facebook Gaming. Um, they're not, but just fucking but uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, no, apparently though, uh, Ninja and Shroud were offered to come to Facebook, but they both declined, and so um, they were their contracts were um, like paid out in full. So they get the full payment from their contract from their mixer contracts now, and 
now they're free to go to whatever platform they want. Probably but they turned down much. Facebook. Yeah. I'm not surprised it's Facebook. <laughs> Who wants to be associated with Facebook? Facebook is awful. I wouldn't want to. Facebook gaming? I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. I, I don't want to be associated with Facebook. Facebook's... I don't know. Facebook is terrible. Facebook's a terrible, terrible organization, terrible website. I guess, to be fair, Amazon owns Twitch, and they're not any better morally. Hmm. Maybe slightly. Maybe slightly better. No. I don't know. Okay, Matt. Finish us with the good news. With some good news. Some good news. Michael Keaton will reprise his role as Batman in the Flash movie as well as other DC Universe movies. And he'll be the same Batman he was from the Tim Burton films, just a little older, well, a lot older. He's going to be old man Batman. Uh, Apparently, um, they want him in kind of like a Nick Fury type capacity. Mm. So basically they're getting rid of uh, Ben Affleck? Well, they already got rid of him. Okay. But I guess now they've completely killed the chance that he ever comes back. Uh, but he wanted out anyway. Um, but this is great news because Michael Keaton is the best Batman. And if he's old Bruce Wayne Batman now, then that just means the possibility for a Batman Beyond movie just went straight up. And that makes me very happy. I don't know if this is officially – if he officially signed on or if he's still in talks. But he's they're definitely talking. Yeah, which is good. That's positive. Yeah. And I a world full of shit. I love that very much. You always look for the positive. Yeah. A world. Yeah. A world full of shit, shitty, shitty people who don't allow um, their audience and employees to wear masks during a pandemic when they're all close together. A world full of shitty, shitty people who touch women inappropriately without their consent. And. Sometimes do even worse than that and full-on rape them. At least we have the shining beacon that is Michael Keaton coming back to play Batman again. Yes. Amen, brother. Now, I don't know about you, Matt, but I'm pretty full. Yeah, that was a lot of a lot of hot takes, a lot of syrup. Um, <sighs> not Aunt Jemima syrup, though. There's a real... A lot of syrup. Straight to the tap, from the tap. Maple syrup. Sure. Yeah. Did you hear about Aunt Jemima? I did hear about Aunt you hear about Jemima. this? You know about this? I don't know why people are upset. Aunt Jemima's not even that good syrup. <laughs> That's the syrup my my dad and my brother use. I always get real maple syrup because I feel like I don't want I'm a Canadian. I don't want none listen, of that fake shit. Listen, to anybody who's upset that Aunt Jemima is the name is being changed or whatever, okay, who gives a fuck? Go out and have real maple syrup. Have real Canadian maple syrup. Like actual maple syrup. That's not processed fucking bullshit and you'll quickly not care about what Aunt Jemima's called because you won't use it anymore because you'll taste what real maple syrup tastes like okay and second of all just just rename all of these you know Uncle Ben's Aunt Jemima Miss Buttersworth just rename all of them Mrs. Doubtfire and let's all get on with our lives renaming Uncle Ben's and like Mrs. Butterworth as well yes really yes because Uncle Ben is also um a racist um, thing. Um, Mrs. Buttersworth. Mrs. Buttersworth is the one I don't get because, like, you never actually see her 
right? She's just the bottle, so she doesn't actually have a race. I always thought she was just a plump British woman. <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Butterworth doesn't um, but even it, sound African. I know, I know. I always thought she was like an old white, you know, granny, kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire. Anyway, just rename all of it Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire rice, Mrs. Doubtfire syrup, whatever. Just rename everything Mrs. Doubtfire because who doesn't love Mrs. Doubtfire? I mean, I don't <laughs> – One, th- I know this. we're getting a little bit extra that hot takes, um, but I don't think – like I don't associate, you know, African-Americans to that shit. Sh- besides Aunt Jemima, I feel like Aunt Jemima. But Uncle Ben's, I don't – I know – I guess it is a racist term, the whole thing. But I don't associate it. I don't associate it with, with African American heritage and culture. I well, associate it. With I guess the, there. I I guess there, like the, like the African Americans are offended by it. So I, I guess if they're offended by it, then it's offensive. I guess. I guess if they're offended by it, they're offended by it. So get rid of it. Mrs. Buttersworth is the one I don't understand because again, her race has never been confirmed. You like you don't ever see her. She's the color of maple syrup. <laughs> um, but whatever. I don't care. Just rename everything Mrs. Doubtfire and get away and, you know, be done with it. Or, you know what? How about this? The New Day. Make everything the New Day. I want New Day maple syrup bottles. It's a new day. You, you can see. have your large bottle be Big E, your medium bottle be Xavier Woods, and your small bottle be um, Kofi Kingston. Collect them all. Okay, I think it's time we get into the topic for the week. Yes, um, this week's topic. Um, I, I guess it's kind of it's kind of in tune with all the news because the news is about terrible, terrible people who are the enemy of the human race. And today we're talking about um, the best video game enemies. Mob edition. Yeah, not bosses, just regular enemies who we think are the best in terms of design, look, and most importantly, because this is the most important part of any enemy in a video game, is how satisfying they are to destroy and kill and get rid of and delete. Delete, delete, delete. Okay, I want to I, I start off with okay. probably the, the most famous video game franchise of all time, and that's Mario. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mario is not the most famous video game franchise of all time. Okay. What is it? Everybody knows that the most famous video game franchise of all time is Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't even know that they uh, they made one more than one game of Leisure Suit Larry, by the way. Oh, yeah. There's like 12 Leisure Suit Larry games. Is there? That's right. They made 12 games where you play as a creepy dude trying to have sex with women. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the second most famous franchise of all time is Mario, and um, there's all. No, you're right. It's the it's it's the most famous. Okay, the most famous franchise. I was I was I was clowning. I was clowning. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> I bet you, Leisure Suit Larry is the most famous with some of those Twitch streamers, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's not. Okay, okay, man. Come on now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just such a busy news week. No, I know. Um, so I, I wanted 
to have a little discussion with you because you think that Goombas are the yeah, best mob from Mario. Goombas are on my list. On my list, I have Goombas because I, I, I could only pick one from the Mario franchise. I picked Goombas. I think Goombas are the best enemies in Mario. Um, little evil mushroom dudes. They go back and forth. I don't think there's a single enemy in Mario that's more satisfying to stomp on than the Goombas. You stomp on them, they squish, they make the sound. Sometimes they stack on top of each other. Goombas, man. Goombas. They're the most fun to say. Goomba. Goomba, Goomba, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Here's what I think. You might think, say, oh, Koopas. Koopas are fucking, fuck Koopas. Uh, Not really, but um, I think. Koopas are great, but they've caused too many accidental deaths because of their stupid shells that, that bounce around and hit you back when you don't realize it. Goombas, that doesn't happen with Goombas. Goombas, you squish them, they flatten. There's a funny, nice little sound effect. Everybody loves to stomp on Goombas. Nothing is more satisfying than stomping on a Goomba. Now, ow. Sorry, just banging my head. Um, what am I say? Um, <laughs> okay, I think the Boos are the best character enemy from Mario. And my reasoning is because I don't think it was until Mario 64 where you could actually kill a boo without getting a star. Um, so not only were, was it like, oh, fuck, here's a boo's haunted house level. It was always that, oh, no, here we go again, because it was it's difficult. Boos are the most difficult enemies to face in like Super Mario Bros. Um, and when you do get that star, and it, it's the most satisfying thing to get to make those boos get their comeuppets and uh let me tell you something boo is one of the best characters in when it comes to playing as a playable character as well so i know okay well we're not talking about playable characters so nothing you say about playing as as boo in any of the mario spinoffs nothing you say about that counts because we're talking about enemies i'm just saying that it's boo is so hard to kill and it's that it, it's those levels that you always dread because you're like, oh, fuck, here's a boo level. Don't tell me you don't dread boo levels in fucking Mario games. I hate them. Exactly. Why? Because boo is a son of a bitch. And when you get to kill that son of a bitch, it is satisfying as hell. Um, I'll counter this with if, if the levels that feature these characters piss everybody off and annoy them, how great could they be? It's the level are they really themselves. The best enemy, or are they just the most annoying enemy? It's the level themselves. Not the not the enemy. Yeah, but the level is annoying because of the enemy. You know, I I, I just think that being able to kill something that you couldn't kill prior to without a star. Um I just think that it's awesome. I think that to fucking run through a cascade of booze is fucking awesome. And Goombas You know what else is awesome? You know what else is awesome? When there's an entire lineup of like a dozen Goombas and you hop on the first one and then you just let go of the controller and watch as Mario just bounces from one Goomba to the next, destroying each and every one of them in a nice little line of dominoes. Here's here's my thing. Bo- Goombas are pussies. So are boos. They run away when you look at them. <laughs> at least at least Goombas have the balls to charge at you, yeah, Goomb- even though they know they're probably going to die. They have no fear of death. They're like the samurai. <laughs> I think we'll never get we'll we'll never uh, agree on it, but that's that's what makes it fun. So uh, 
two people who don't agree but are still friends oh in 2020 gasp what kind of world are we fucking we're, god this is weird yeah this is, we're living in a normal world everybody else is living in bizarre world i know i feel like we're living in the twilight zone right now i've thought that since like 2000 basically since twitter was invented <laughs> honestly if you were to if you were to give 2020 so far to the writers of tw- the twilight zone you know the original twilight zone not the new one i swear to god i'm still waiting for rod sterling to pop out somewhere really yeah it's just oh, it's every day every day is the day that i'm waiting to turn on the news and 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 hear the report and rod sterling has come back from the grave to narrate what's been happening okay Let's get on with the show. Okay. Um, well, I guess I've talked about Goombas, so I'm not going to talk about them again. Yeah, kind of. Because we all know that Goombas are the best Mario enemies. So what I am going to suggest as one of my picks for best video game enemies, I am going to pick Clickers from the Last of Us franchise. Well, Matt, that is very current yeah well yeah because i guess yeah the new one just came out which i have been enjoying for the most part um i have nothing to i think say, everybody uh... that, yeah because you don't have a playstation i think everybody that's out there giving it um you know two out of ten five out of ten you're all idiots this game is a solid eight it's not a masterpiece um doesn't touch the first one in terms of quality, but it's certainly not a fucking two out of ten just because you're upset over the fucking character. Just because you're upset over what happened to one of the characters, you fucking pansies. <laughs> anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. It's a solid eight out of ten. Um, clickers um, are terrifying. John, if you don't know, The Last of Us is about uh, a zombie apocalypse, but uh, the zombies... Uh, are caused by this um, fungus, which is a real-life thing that it infects ants. Um, and in the game world, it infects humans, and it attacks their brain and takes control of them and causes their entire body to sprout fungus and mushroom-type things. And they turn into these creatures um, who are blind but can see things and hunt their prey, meaning the player, by echolocation. And they make these horrifying, horrifying click sounds. And so you have to stealth kill them. Because if you make noise, any noise, if you kill one too loudly, they will all descend upon you. Um, it's very scary. Um, Sounds it. I think they're, yeah. First of all, their design is magnificent. Because, yeah, they're not just irregular zombies. They're all like, they're, like, it's like, fungus coming out of their heads and like a, their face is all you know fungal and it, it's wild it's a wild a very creative enemy design um their movements are very creepy they move very creepy and the clicks man the clicks are are terrifying every time i play the last of us and while i play the last of us too whenever i hear those clicks i am immediately i immediately become very very tense but at the same time I also become very, very satisfied when I take an entire room of them out. Oh, that was nice. I think that's the, the, you know, that's what you strive for in good enemy design. Good design, um, you know, 
physically, good design in their attacks, um, and it, good enemies should be something that, that is satisfying to kill, but at the same time gives you a, you know, a good run for your money. Okay. They have to present some sort of danger. Okay. I, I uh, appreciate that choice, Matt. And now uh, I don't have a lot to say about this next choice on my list. Um, and Matt doesn't either because he is. I don't? No, you don't. It's uh, Creepers from Minecraft. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't play Minecraft. I, mean, I play Minecraft Dungeons. Any, anyone That's who's fine. ever played uh, Minecraft knows. I mean, for the, for the longest time when I played Minecraft, I was a pussy. Um, even when I, like, when I started, I would never play with mobs. Uh, not because of any other mobs besides creepers, because they just t- scare the shit of you. Not because they're scary to look at. It's that imminent off fuck moment you hear when you hear that hissing sound because no matter how fucking armored up you are unless you're you have god tier armor you know that there is a chance that a creeper could sneak up behind you and kill you one shot you and that is what fucking sucks about creepers but what also makes them awesome um and that's what all i have to say about uh about creepers man what are creepers? Are they zombies? Are they monsters? Is there any lore behind them, or do they just exist? I think they. I think they. I heard somewhere that it was like an error, like a air, a coding error in, in the game, that made them. Okay, but I'm saying like in game, is there any explanation for them? Oh no, I mean there's not a lot of explanation. So they just, they just exist, and as a player, you just accept them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. That's fine. I don't, Minecraft's not my thing. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Can Can you believe that, yeah. guys? Two people have different opinions, and they're still friends. In twenty twenty. Okay. okay. Um, my next pick, um, is going to be one that I think is not just one of the best video game enemies, but also one of the most badass and one of the coolest, and that is Big Daddies. Mm-hmm. Big Daddies. Bioshock. The first time you see a Big Daddy in the very first Bioshock game, I think, is one of the best, oh my god, what is that moments that you can get in any game. Um, They're ginormous. I don't know. It's just these ginormous. They're based on old like 1920s diving suits. Um, But they're all tweaked out. They got a drill hand. Uh, they protect their little sisters. And that noise, man, that noise that they make, it's like a whale sound, but like if whales wanted to kill you. And the great thing about Big Daddies is if you don't want to mess with them, you don't have to. You can walk right by them. Like you can stand right in front of them. They will not attack you unless you provoke them. And if you do, boy, howdy, are you in for a battle? Um, and, you know, if you beat one, it's you feel really good. You're like, oh my god, I took that thing down, and it takes a lot. You're gonna waste, you're gonna waste some of your some of that precious ammo. You're gonna use your plasmids, but it's a great feeling to take down a big daddy. And my god, do they look cool? Do they sound cool? Their attacks are cool. I don't know what else I can you know say. What? I I agree with you. There's not a lot I can say because I haven't really delved into. I haven't really played Boss Shock a lot, but I can appreciate appreciate that. 
they're like I don't want to say they're mini bosses because they're not really mini bosses. Um, but they're they're quite close. Every every big daddy battle you have is it's epic. It feels epic. You feel like you're taking down the the apex predator of Rapture. And I can I can respect that. I got the respect for that dog. R e s p e c t. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because I don't want to yeah. get DMCA'd. Yeah, yeah. That's another that's another hot take that we could have mentioned. But uh, yeah, well, uh, that that mostly happened like a week or like last week or the week before. Who's that Pokemon? That's that's the next thing that I'm gonna do. Okay, you ready for this? Pokemon, eh? No, no, it's not a Pokemon. It's a it's an it's an enemy. Oh. Who's that enemy? But in like, who's that Pokemon? Oh, I thought Edition, you were gonna name. You know, an, I thought you were gonna name like a Pokemon enemy, like Team Rocket or something. Oh, I mean, you could include that. Now that you say that, um, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Ah, uh, that can only be one thing. That can only be one, one thing. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what that sound effect is, and it was a very good impression, by the way, you should uh, I appreciate you should applaud yourself for that because that was an excellent, excellent Murloc. I really appreciate that. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I know I said I wanted to be a voice actor, but you, you that's a little bit of a you know, paying without paying, you know, yeah, or no, giving without paying. That was I a, appreciate that. that was a great Murloc. Um, oh, Murlocs, yeah. I mean, I, I have never played World of Warcraft. Shame, shame on you, Jonah. But I've played. I've been around the block and back. I played. I've been playing Hearthstone for years now. So yeah, I do you play know. World of Warcraft. Um, I haven't in a while because my subscription ran out, and I've been busy with other games. But I'll probably resub when the next expansion comes out. But I do play World of Warcraft, and uh, my God, man, Murlocs are just so satisfying to kill. They just are. They make that I mean, sound. They make that sound. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Ah, I can't do it. Do it for me. I, um, oh, you want me to do it again? Yeah. Could be a different, it could be uh, the king of them. King. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great Murloc that is. Everybody give him a round of applause. Um, but yeah, you hear that sound. Even before you hear that sound, if you just read your quest log, you know, kill whatever Murlocs or whatever, go to the Murloc village, and you're like, yes, yes, I'm going to fucking – great. They're very satisfying to kill, and then they make that sound, which just makes you want to kill them more. Oh, and then you kill them. <laughs> That's sweet, sweet XP. Um, you know, I, I, I have a little soft spot for Murlocs playing Hearthstone and all, but boy, do I fucking hate Murlocs. Oh, I That's annoying they are. I really like – it's just – there's just not much else you can say about Murlocs other than, like, again, whether you like the way they look or not, whether you like the way they sound or not. Like, I don't think there's a I – mean, other, other than maybe, like, raid bosses, I think Murlocs are the most satisfying kills you'll ever get in World of Warcraft just because of – just everything about them. Like, you just want to kill them. You just want is to there, kill them. Is there a, a Murloc raid boss? I'm not sure. Like, I don't think um, no, I, mean, I don't think there is because I don't think Murlocs I don't think Murlocs deserve a raid boss. They don't they're not that you know, you know, um being someone that plays Hearthstone, there's some great Murloc names. Like uh there's a new card that came out recently. It's uh Murgle McGurgle. Um, that's, that's great. There's, there's uh 
there's a card in the game mode battlegrounds called King Burgurgle. Um, and you know, there's, there's just, it's just, <laughs> there's something that you, I love about Murlocs, but they're so annoying and you got, it's easy to hate them. Yeah. But, they're very like lovable looking, but at the same time, they're very hateable and that makes killing them so great. Okay. You love to, you love to hate them. And, but you also kind of like, love to like them. Like you like them, but you're like, yeah, you're going to I'm fucking destroy you. <laughs> and they're easy to destroy most of the time. Yeah. Which is also fun as hell. So. Unless you're like really underleveled. <laughs> yeah. Which happened to me when I first started playing World of War. The first, when, I, when, by I, a, when I first, when I, when I first started, when I very, like when I first started playing World of Warcraft, before I even subbed, I was on my free trial just to see if I liked it. There was an early quest, right? And in the quest, like yeah, I had to kill this guy um, who was like, a, who was a murloc. And he had like a couple of other murlocs with him. Like he had like, two like two or three or four like other murlocs or like i think three he had three other murlocs with him by his side and i had up to that point i hadn't really had to like kill any like groups of enemies like at once like it was mostly like you know like stragglers or one at a time or even if i had to take on a lot of enemies at once it would be like the old like 80s karate movies where they'd all attack me one at a time or like i'd attack the one over there and then i'd walk two feet and then kill the other one who hadn't like aggroed me yet this was the first time i had to actually like kill like a group of every a group of enemies at once who were all attacking me at once and they were all like level i think they were like level six and mm. i was like and i was level four and i thought yeah okay i can do that i've killed level six enemies right but i had only done it like one on one and so these fuckers destroyed me they destroyed me, and they kept destroying me for a while. I got so fed up. You know what? That's 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 Murlocs for you. Yeah. it's a love hate relationship for I um, think for everybody. And, but then when I came back, when I came back at like level five or six with like a new ability or whatever, and I I learned how to deal with like multiple mobs at once. God, was that a satisfying kill? <laughs> okay, Each and every one of them. Okay. You got next. I got next, and here's a here's one for you. I think um, now this game series has a lot of great enemies, but if I can only pick one, I have to go with Cyber Demons from Doom. No, I don't know a lot about Doom, and shame on me. I know. Yeah. Um, that was. Bef- I know there's new Doom, Doom games, like after I got into shooters, but yeah. Doom was a series before my shooter time where it was like okay you know what it's hard to get into that I, i've seen shit like that and obviously if you play video games and you don't know what doom is you've been living under a fucking rock yeah but okay first there's a lot of things about doom that's pretty fucking metal and a lot of the enemies and demon types are pretty fucking metal but i think cyber demons are the most metal okay first of all <laughs> just the name alone cyber demon think of that what image comes to your mind when you just think close your eyes and cyber demon it's 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 fucking awesome and cyber demons in the game they're more powerful than most of like they're more powerful than the imps which are your standard demons right they're not as powerful as like a boss or a mini boss 
um, they're, I guess they're about as powerful as maybe like a big daddy. And my God, you know, like most of the demons in Doom, you'll like shoot them, you know, one shotgun blast and, you know, jibs all around, you know. Cyber demons take a little more work to take down, but, you know, not as much as a boss. But my God, my God, is it fun to take them down? Is it sad? Again, you feel like a badass killing all the regular demons and destroying them. And then, you know, you reach, you know, a couple of throw a couple of cyber demons in there and, you know, you take out an arena that has like three or four cyber demons. And there's no there's there's no bigger feeling of 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 badassness. There's no bigger power trip you can get in a game than taking out multiple cyber demons in an arena. Is that so? That's so. Uh, you know, out of out of podcast character right now, I uh, my my dog is looking at me in the corner of my room. I can tell that she has to take a pee or poo, but the podcast matters more, and she can suffer a little bit longer. Thank you very much. You damn Back straight. to it. <laughs> Back to it. <laughs> I hope you know I'm keeping that in. No, I I I. I was fully expecting you to. She's like squinting at me now. And she's like, uh, can you hear? <laughs> How can I hear her she's squint? Like, oh. No, no. She, she, uh, she like fucking wagged her fucking shit. Oh. You know what I'm talking Okay. Oh, shit. He looked at me. Okay. Well, I got, you got I next. Got next one. You got next. What's your next um, And I think that I know some people might not be like, oh, that's, come on. But this is, my favorite video game series of all time. And, um, you know, just cause it has, I've, I don't think I've, there's another video game series I play, put more time into and that's Borderlands. And, you know, thinking of Borderlands and being such a big fan of Borderlands, there's not a mob, there's not a mob enemy that represents Borderlands more than Psychos. Um, I mean that, first of all, it has nothing to do with the fact that my favorite playable character is, is Krieg. Krieg. Yeah. <laughs> But I just think that... Yeah, I mean, they're on the cover of all the of games. Course. Literally, they're the mascot of the game. I mean, they're pretty iconic at this point, I would say. Yeah, I guess so. I'd say so? I, I would say Psychos are definitely, like, one of um, the most iconic new game enemies, like, since, since they were released. They've definitely entered into that lexicon. Of iconic video, like when you go to like a game, con- like a convention, right? Like a comic I mean, convention. It's, it's or, or, it's yeah. so cool. When you go to like a convention now, like there's fucking people who, yeah, they dress as some of the vault hunters and the main characters, but there, there are people dressed as psychos. There's nobody walking around dressed as marauders. Yeah, I guess maybe marauders. there. I guess maybe there are, but there's not a lot. Like I, they're probably just doing it to be different. Hmm. There's a shit ton of people walking around who decide, no, I'm not going to go as one of the heroes. I'm going to go as an enemy. And what enemy do they pick? They pick psychos. I mean, it is nothing more than, I mean, it's just satisfying to pop your little head off in Borderlands 3 to fucking, if you were to go back when you're overleveled and just fucking pop them with a shotgun and see all their jibs. I love it too because I love it too because psychos attack you. They're so dumb. They attack you with fucking knives and, and axe or whatever like a buzz axe or something and it's, yeah. it's like are you come on like dude. really like i have i have four guns on me i said when a badass psycho attacks you and one shots you and yeah. then it's like oh shit dude. 
but like regular psychos, it's like really like you're gonna attack me with an uh, an axe. I have an assault rifle, a SMG, a sniper, and an RPG, and a fucking you know skill power, and you're gonna attack me with an axe, really? <laughs> and then you just pop but... them, and they turn into fucking giblets, and it's so great. It's so great. And they yeah, have the and... best. They have the best. Um, I think in any video game that maybe I've ever played, I don't think any enemy. Other, and I don't think any enemy has better um, death lines than the psychos. You know, um, <laughs> one thing I always thought is that some of the, when I think here's some of those death lines. I'm sure there's some people that have like in, inside knowledge of it, and it's like, oh yeah, that's an inside joke. But there's shit. Obviously, psychos are psychos, and if you were listening to like Krieg and shit, you'd be like, okay, he's like. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the poop train from hell or something. And it's like, um, okay. Yeah. But I don't think that a lot of these psychos, you don't know what they're fucking talking about. And it's just like, I think it's one great. of the lines is uh, do it for Lieberman. Yeah, who's Lieberman? Yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> never Lieberman? find out. We'll never find out. But you know what? I love it. Like, because they're not only satisfying, they're not only satisfying to kill, they're entertaining to kill. Because after you kill them, like they say these ridiculous things and it's fan fucking tastic. I uh I think uh I think I agree with you. Yeah, I should hope so because you brought them up. Okay. Okay. Um for my next pick, I am going to go with the keeping on the theme of things that are very satisfying to pop their heads. Um I don't think there is anything in video games more satisfying to chop up or headshot than the locust in gears of war i think gears of war um in terms of 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 its shooting and its combat i mean like you have a gun with a chainsaw on it but that gun wouldn't be fun to use if the enemy wasn't fun to chop in half and by god are locusts fun to chop in half they're just beefy enough that that it it takes just long enough to chop through them that you're like hot damn this is great um and they take just enough bullets to give you a challenge but not enough that they're bullet sponges and my god when you pop off a headshot and it just explodes into just a nice nice mirage of of liquidy bloody goodness i don't think i don't think there's anything more satisfying to to blow up their head than a locust no i really don't and they look cool too they look like evil little mini killer crocs. I, uh, I, I agree. Because, like, fucking, to, I mean, God of War, uh, not God of War, Gears of War. <laughs> yeah, wrong GOW. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry, I was, I was zoned out for a second. Um, Gears of War is extremely gory. And I used to not like that, but I love it now. And the amount of fucking satisfaction killing enemy and any enemy is with your the chainsaw on the end of your gun i mean that get that's my that gets my uh i would call them jibs you know i'm talking about matt gets my jibs flowing yeah yeah i agree it does again that chainsaw that chainsaw wouldn't be as satisfying as it is if the locust were not such great fodder i think uh, yeah you're right yeah all right what do you got next? What do I got next? Hmm, I think I got witches from Left 4 Dead 2. Ooh, 
witches from Left 4 Dead. I hate those things, but in a good way. I mean, I, th- I think everyone does. And uh, there's, I mean, there's tanks. There's what's, uh, I can't remember all the fucking names for, uh, they're just the specialty zombie wise when it comes to specialty zombies. Um, witches are definitely not only the most special because there's like a couple per level, but but also I find the most terrifying because yeah, definitely. I mean, you you, you hear the cries, you hear the cries, you, and like if you're if you're completionist like me or Matt, um, well, I'm not really a completionist. Not you know what I mean. If you if you want to kill everything like yeah. me and Matt, yeah, we. We don't want a hundred. We don't care about one hundred percent in the game. We just have to, in a level, every every enemy must die. We can't, in good conscience, end the level until we've killed every enemy. Like there's one thing about um, nonchalantly running up on it, but there's another thing about hunting those bitches down. Every time, uh, every time I've played Left 4 Dead, whenever <laughs> I hear, whenever I hear that sound, that oh, there's a witch near, I, I. Sh- I get tense, like, man. Dun, dun, dun. I get I get <laughs> tense. I, I shudder a little bit and then I get prepared for action. <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, that's fair. Very fair. You know, there's not there's not more. I, I know you could be I don't want to try to fucking grind out bullshit shit to say about witches when that's all you gotta say about them, dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, my next pick um is going to be um, another pick that you won't know because you don't own a PlayStation is from um, is from a little series from Insomniac <laughs> Games. No, I'm not talking about Spider-Man. No, I'm not talking about Ratchet and Clank. I'm talking about Resistance. I'm talking about the Chimera. And Jonah, I'm going to educate you on these things. These are aliens in the series Resistance, which takes place in an alternate history where World War II didn't happen. Ooh. I don't think World War One happened in this history either, because um, in 1908 um, there was the Tunguska Blast, which is a real event in history, like an asteroid hit Tunguska, whatever, in 1908. But in the game world, that brought with it some aliens, aliens that quickly um, invaded and took over all of Russia and infected um, some humans with some parasites to change. The humans into their own alien race and then they quickly spread out across the world until um it was all of europe taken over by them except for except for england and then eventually they took england and then they went to take the states and then blah 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 blah. and the game world war one world war two didn't happen because the war was against them and boy howdy are they fun to kill they look cool. They look a little bit like Baraka from Mortal Kombat, which is nice. They're, but they're a little slender. Um, there's different types of them. Um, some are more humanoid than others um, because some are pure alien and some are half alien, half human, because that's how they duplicate. They kidnap humans and turn them into them. Kind of like parademons from the DC Universe, if you know what those are. You probably don't, but for the audience. But boy, how are they fun to kill? They have cool weapons that when you kill them, you can pick up. 
um, cool alien weapons. You can shoot through walls. You can shoot them with. They have they have one gun that has like a tracker on it as its alternate fire, and when you hit them with that, you can like shoot it in any direction. The bullets will automatically go there. It's pretty cool, and um, they're just really fun to kill. They're very fun to kill. They're kind of like locust in that way. They're just there's just something about them that they look cool. Um, they take just long enough to kill that it's a challenge, but not long enough that they're bullet sponges. Um, and it's just it's very satisfying to um, to you know save humanity in order to not have aliens, so we can go back to killing each other. Hmm. I appreciate that. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it would end up. I feel like if there yeah. was no World War II because we were fighting the aliens, when we were finished fighting the aliens, we'd somehow still find a way to have a World War II. <laughs> You're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. Okay, Matt. Well, I got one more on my list. All right. It is every single Nazi in any video game. I agree with this. I agree with this. Remember how I said that locusts were one of the most satisfying, were like the most satisfying enemies to kill in any game? I take that back. Nazis. Nazis now we are the most satisfying that. headshot you'll ever get because they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah, they're Nazis. I mean, I don't really know what else you have to say. Nazis exactly. are fun to kill in video games because they're Nazis. Nazis are the worst human beings in the history of human existence. And um, if you yourself are a Nazi and are offended by these statements, I don't care. And most of the world doesn't care either. Because you know you're what? a Nazi. We, probably, uh, we wouldn't mind. Uh, why don't you hop into one of these video games, put on one of those uh, yeah. upload suits and hop in. And we'll pop you in the dome, motherfucker. I remember when the last um, Wolfenstein game came out, their marketing was around how it's got how it's like super fun to kill Nazis, and like I think their slogan was "Make America Nazi Free Again" because the game is about an alternate. The game's like an, an alternate timeline where like Germany won World War II, so like they took over America. So the slogan was "Make America Nazi Free Again," and it was all about how it's fun to kill Nazis and whatever. And some actual Nazis were offended by this marketing, and there was a big uproar. And like, I'm just like, man, what kind of world do we live in where actual Nazis are getting offended that we're killing <laughs> them in video games? Like, listen, I know like human beings are complex, and there's very, you know, things aren't always, things aren't black and white. Everything is, everything exists in a moral gray area, unless you're Keanu Reeves. But I mean, if you're a Nazi, there's no moral gray area. Like, you're a horrible person. Yeah, honestly, and fucking I, yeah. Nazis. There's no yeah. good thing about Nazis. I, yeah. There's no good. If you're a if you're a Nazi, Nazi, if you're a Nazi, there's no moral gray area. There's there's no redeeming qualities about you if you're a Nazi. I don't care. And we like to kill you in video games, whether you're alive or undead. That is correct. All right. Um. Okay. So that's your last pick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a couple more, so I'll just I'll just I'll just go through them really quick because I don't want you to feel like uh, you have nothing left to contribute. I, I usually don't. But. Yeah. Um. So first, I'm going to start off with uh, the Covenant from Halo. Um. They're just a great enemy. Uh, I like their design. I like the lore behind them. You know, Bungie's really good at like fleshing out 
like this back the backstory for their enemy races. Um, yeah. And you know they didn't start doing that in Destiny. It started way back in the original Halo. And again, it's it's fun to it's fun to kill them as Master Chief. It's fun to play as one of them in Halo Two. Um, and they're just a great enemy. Um, I don't know what else to say. If you've played Halo, you know what I'm talking about. You know what? I'll, I'll contribute. I a quick one right here. Uh, and speaking of Destiny, I want you to say your favorite. Um, your favorite. I guess would you call it race? Or the, uh, the alien races in Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they are. Okay, your favorite alien race in Destiny. My, to kill, like the enemy fact, the enemy ones. Well, to kill in general, just in general. Um, the fallen. I mean, they are they are insect like, but uh, for me, it's the hive, and we're not going to elaborate more. Matt, what's what do you got next? <laughs> <laughs> really, we're not going to elaborate more. No, That's I mean it. the hive. Just say, you, okay, you want you want to elaborate? I just want to know. I just want to know. Was this like? Are you asking me like like what's my favorite enemy race in Destiny? Or are you asking me what's like? Are you asking me what's my favorite race in Destiny, or what's my favorite, like like, race to kill, like enemy race to kill? Like, do you just like no, just or just in, is enemy it, like alien race to to kill, just in general, coolest. Oh, like so I can pick like the good guys too. Um, no, oh. this, these are mob enemy mobs, Matt. Okay, but like I'm asking, I'm saying, like, are you talking about like because there's other races in Destiny other than the enemy ones? Oh yeah, alien races, not like Exos or or uh, Awoken. Okay, um, but so are you asking me like, is this like based on like them being enemies in the game, or is this based on like their their lore and all that crap? I mean, it, whatever you want. I in I enjoy killing fallen the most. I think they're the funnest ones to kill. Lore wise, I would probably agree with the hive. I think killing enemies wise, I hate the vex so much, and to yeah. uh, shoot them in the center and see their gooey gooey vex milk pour out, that gives me the ultimate satisfaction. But I think the hive are the coolest enemies in general, based on lore and stuff. Yeah. I, I agree. I think the Hive, are the, they look the coolest. I think their lore is the best. But I, I just feel like Fallen, to me, are more satisfying to kill. You know what? That's okay. Anyway. And guess what? We disagree on something, yeah. and we're still friends in 2020. Yeah. How crazy is that? Crazy. Anyway, um, my next one, again, I'll just really quickly go into it, is Necromorphs from Dead Space. Uh, I know you haven't played Dead Space because you're too chicken. Um, and I was too chicken for yeah, a while absolutely. too. But necromorphs are terrifying. Um, especially because you have to, you can only kill them by shooting off all of their limbs or whatever. So that makes it even more terrifying. But they're all mutated like corpses on like in space, like of alien origin. I don't remember if they're like, if the necromorphs themselves are alien or if, or if they're like, reanimated humans they might be both either way they're really fucking creepy um and they're terrifying when you encounter them but they're also very satisfying to kill again because you have to kill them like there's a specific you can't kill them like you do normal like zombies or like if you chop if you shoot their head off they'll still come for you you have to shoot off 
like everything you have to like just just dismember them completely and you know so it poses a challenge but it's very satisfying to do okay here's uh here's my next one um (laughs) wow you've you've thought of so many now i know right yeah um they they're it's lionels they're called lionels um half kind of lion humanoid thing half like horse thing they're from breath of the wild and uh, if you know you know uh no i'm just kidding but um they're the type of enemies they're not they're kind of like big daddies where you are kind of afraid to fight them because they are big and intimidating but the type of enemies where you're like oh shit am i am i prepared to fight this do i have enough fucking especially in breath of the wild with like the durability shit Am I, do I have enough durability on my weapons? Do I have enough health? Do I have enough heals? Because you knew you are going to get hit from these motherfuckers. Because if you know, you know. If right, you know, you know. If you know, you know. I know. You know. I know. Okay. Um, okay. I have okay, that's one. my last one. I okay. swear. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have one more major pick. But before I get to it, I just want to give two... I guess I'll consider these honorable mentions because it's kind of a cop-out because... Um, it's not one enemy, but um, in both the Diablo series and the God of War series, um, I am putting on my list every enemy in both of these game series because I can't just pick one because you fight so many at a time, um, and they're all just as satisfying to turn into a bloody pile of blood. It's just – if you've ever played God of War, the new one, the old ones, whatever, there's nothing better than, than the combat. The com- it's God. The combat in God of War, some of the best combat in any all of, all of every God of War game has the best combat. And when you're swarmed with enemies, or even whether you're swarmed with little tiny enemies, or you're swarmed with a couple of you know like tougher enemies or mini bosses, it's just every enemy in God of War is satisfying to kill. Same thing in Diablo. There's nothing. It doesn't matter what enemy you're fighting. It doesn't matter what mob. You're, you're fighting. It doesn't matter what area of the game you're in, what enemies you're killing. There's nothing more satisfying than being swarmed by dozens of enemies and leaving with the only thing behind you being a giant puddle of blood. <laughs> but my real last pick um, to wrap this up is other players in every multiplayer game. I could not agree more. I fucking hate those people. Um, yeah. I'm better than them. And when I fucking unleash those dogs back in Bo- uh, back in Black Ops One, I release the swarm back in Black Ops Two. You know who you are. You got fucked. Yeah. And just admit that you suck. Listen, I I will always prefer single player games over over multiplayer games. Um, I will always prefer co op games over competitive games. However, I cannot deny. The pure satisfaction of of whatever you're playing, whether you're playing a shooter, whether you're playing a fighting game, whatever, defeating another player, knowing this is a real person that I'm defeating, whether it's a stranger online, whether it's your whether it's your your friends on local split screen, whether it's your family, there's nothing more satisfying than knowing I defeated this person, this real person, this other player. I'm better than them at this game. And if there's a player, if you're playing online, you see a, a, someone who's really good and you win, oh my god. 
Oh my god, is that good? <laughs> I, there's nothing better than playing a game online and thinking, "Oh, this guy's really good," or "You know, this girl's really, this person's really good," and then you win. You win. Or to shut the fucking trash talker up. How fucking great does that feel? Yeah. When some guy's talking trash, be like, "Oh, you fucking suck at this game." I know that's the generic fucking version. Oh, be like, uh, you know, don't leave the lobby. That's the new version. Don't leave the lobby. You suck. Don't leave the lobby. Don't quit. Don't quit when you're losing. And then you come back and you'd be like, oh, don't leave the lobby. Oh, don't, don't leave the oh. lobby. It is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal feeling. And as much as I love single player games, and again, I'll always prefer single player games, but no enemy will ever be more satisfying to kill than other oh. players. You know that wraps it up this week yeah. i uh, i think that we should uh say we have a very special week next week it is yeah. uh, next it is week canada yes canada day if you didn't know already we are canadian and mostly proud of it yeah mostly mostly there's a couple of things that i'm i wish were different um namely i wish i wasn't from toronto well, i mean i do but but that's besides the point um, it, it's it's not because I dislike the city. I don't like Torontonians, and I think most other Canadians would agree with me. I mean, come on, you know it's true. Well, we can get in. We can get into the fact that everyone Quebec sucks, and that's, yeah, that's Quebec does. Mind. Quebec does suck. But I don't mind. I, point. I don't mind Montreal, but but the rest of Quebec can go away. But we're gonna do the probably a, one of the toughest tasks that we have uh, tried to. Yeah. Do on this. I mean, we don't agree on a lot of stuff, which is fine. Yeah. Now, we're still friends. We're gonna. We're it's gonna. We're now, still listen. Friends. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a. Oh, is it gonna be a tough task? It's gonna be a, a full panel. It's gonna be us and Hunter. Um, we're not just. We're not guest hosts next week. We're co-hosts. We're co-hosting with him. He want because, you know, all three of us are Canadian. Hunter is Canadian. Um. And um, so he told us, listen, because he can't do this alone. So it's going to be us and him, and we're going to determine collectively, not separately. We're not going to all have our own separate picks. We're going to all collectively determine who is on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian pop culture. Now, uh, start making your picks in the – start making your bets now. Uh, we know you guys are excited. Just kidding. I, I bet you guys couldn't care. But if you do, we appreciate it. Um, and we're excited because we don't even know yet. Um, and that's what kind of makes it exciting to talk about is because yeah. it's such a – God, there's so many. There's, there's so, so many. many. And it's not going to be a case of, okay, well, this is who's on my Mount Rushmore. This is, who on, this is who's on Jonah's. This is who's on Hunter. We're all going to have to collectively agree. If I say this person – and Jonas is this person, and Hunter says this person. We're all gonna have to somehow figure out, okay, which one? Which one is it going? We're all gonna have to convince each other and make a collective, you know, group decision. It's got to be unanimous. I mean, we could have a hung jury. Let's let's be real. <laughs> We're all very stubborn people. We are, but... and that's what's gonna make this so entertaining because we can't have a hung jury because it's got to be unanimous. It's got to be unanimous, but we are very stubborn, 
and we're none of us are very well hung. So <laughs> anyway, um, big big candidate special next week. Um, until then, you can follow me nowhere. You can follow Jonah nowhere, but you can follow Hunter on Twitter and Instagram at the Hunter Bishop. It's the same on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow him for some very good content. Some very good content on both. He posts on Instagram. He posts some some funny some funny pics, some good uh, screenshots, some good game clips, some good uh, on Twitter. It's some good insights, some good observations, some good witticisms, um, thoughtful uh, critiques, critical discussions, the whole shebang. Everybody can get something different from Hunter. Um, so follow him there. Um, if you have anything to say to us, you can ask him or you can click the link in the episode description and uh, it'll take you to a page where you can record a voice message and um, we'll hear that. Again, or you can just DM Hunter or tweet him or whatever um, and he'll let us know whatever you have to let us know. And um, yeah. That's about it. So, Matt, all I got to say is that love each other, love yourself, and for the love of fucking God, please, everybody, wear a face mask. Yeah, wear a mask. If, you're going, if, if you go out, listen, if you, if you decide to, to, to go to leave your house and interact with other people, why you would do such a thing, I don't know. But if you do decide to do that, there's two simple rules that you have to follow. Number one, wear a face mask because um, there is a pandemic and um, it, it's not about your freedom. It's not about, it's not about freedom. It's about not getting sick and it's about not getting other people sick because you could kill someone. And that's not cool, man. And rule number two, um, don't touch people without their consent especially yeah. underneath their clothing. <laughs> and don't try and force other people to touch you underneath your clothing if they don't want to touch you there. Okay? Just don't do it. It's gross. And um yeah, as yeah. a great it's force. Gross. It's gross. Gump used to say. What? As the great force gum said, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> guess what we're trying to say is be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. As uh, Jerry Springer would say, I uh, can't remember what he said, actually. Fuck Jerry Springer. You see, you see, I ended it on such a good note, and you had to add that Jerry Springer thing, and you fucked us. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Rongo Productions podcast. 